welcome to She Bought That DVD, the podcast where every week we're watching one new movie from our mother's giant collection. I'm your co-host, Jaylene. And I'm Violet. And this week, what movie did we watch? The 39 Steps. And this was on the Alfred Hitchcock giant collection yeah. that somehow mom had picked up. 20 movie classics. Mm-hmm. All Alfred Hitchcock. And none of them are his famous ones. Was there a price sticker still on the box? Yeah. So I think I've kind of figured out as to why we bought this, or sorry, she bought this. It was $9.99 at Best Buy. And you know what? $9.99 for 20 movies, it's a deal. Yeah, that's it's not a bad idea. No. And honestly, like looking at it, I'm not gonna reveal any of the titles. I can't tell you any of the titles off the top of my head, but his like famous ones are not on this. Yeah, that's so, what you're saying. And which is unfortunate because I don't think, do we own any Alfred Hitchcock outside of, yeah. No. Okay. So we don't get to watch Psycho and we don't get to watch Rebecca. And I've seen Rebecca, but the Netflix edition, which I didn't realize was a remake of Alfred Hitchcock. So like when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is a really beautiful movie. And then it got weird. And I was like, is this movie worth watching? I Googled that. And then I realized it was a remake of Alfred. And I was like, oh, I got suckered in by Netflix because here it was like this beautiful thing. And I was like, really like the trailer got me. Uh, But I was kind of like really ultimately disappointed. And apparently his film is like it flips thrillers on its head from that point on and like takes on like specific like people build off of what he had done in Rebecca and like translate it. Oh, now I want to watch it. Exactly. And I was like, that's not in this. Too bad. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because when I had said to you that Alfred Hitchcock is thriller, kind of does like creepy movies and I I didn't want to watch this one alone. So I had delayed watching it one night. There's nothing scary about this at all. I was like, what? Like, I don't understand I think I have the wrong impression of Alfred Hitchcock then because I didn't know he made scary movies or thrillers. Well, I think they're thrillers. So I think you're supposed to be sitting there in the audience nervous. But I I know both of our experiences watching this film, we were sitting there confused. Confused. Yeah, I was more confused (laughs) than nervous. And so it I think it has to do with the generational translation. Keep in mind, like this film is almost 100 years old. We are watching something that in some ways we can't relate to. I had no idea for a majority of it, but I was trying. Yeah. I desperately tried with this movie. I was giving it the benefit of the doubt because there's definitely some things, some elements in this film where I was like, this is so beautiful. This is 1935. And like the overlays that they did, I was like... That's really kind of cool. I didn't know that that was possible in 1935. Again, like not a film junkie, so I, I, I'm not too like aware of this. And then I noticed right off the bat that the Canadian gentleman, Haney, everyone was in dark jackets and, and he, he was, was the only light. one in light one. Yeah. And so when they made him like match Quite, everyone yeah. else, it was a dark jacket. So it was like, they're playing with the black and white tone, which yeah. makes it difficult because we're so used to watching colored film. Yeah. They also, I find, let, let a lot of like, not there's a mix between silent film and dialogue. Yes. There's quite a few parts where it's just no one talking and music. Yes. Or like sound. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do remember. Okay. So this is 1935. So talkies have been out for a while. We're past the silent generation. But when there was a transition between talkies or silent films to talkies, there was a giant uproar that people did not want. Oh, no. The other thing to keep in mind is silent actors were hired based on their looks and they're way too emote but they didn't have good voices they weren't soft and sultry as to what they were looking so a lot of silent actors got dropped yeah yeah 
So there's this giant shift of people were really successful and all of a sudden they get dropped off because... They can't talk. They can only emote. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So the acting style is different because now you're not emoting your feelings. You're saying your feelings with a little bit of emoteness. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So like, I know you didn't know that because you didn't take the film class that I took, but like, I do remember some parts of what I had learned, but it's not everything in depth. This would be my first Alfred Hitchcock film. And I believe this is yours. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not very familiar with any of his work besides titles and that he's regarded as some sort of genius in his films. Mm-hmm. or making of directing of his films. So going into this, as you could tell, like we had no idea what we pulled last week at all. No, no. I don't, didn't recognize the title. Couldn't figure out what movie cover it belonged to. No idea. Yeah. So it is a wrap DVD because I had the price ticker on it. And it was funny because like it comes in this fancy oh, case. Oh, tin like case with yeah. the DVD box inside, inside of, it. of it, which yeah. I was not expecting no, when I opened it. Yeah. That was also wrapped. I had lots of unwrapping oh. to do. Yeah. Okay. And then there's obviously there's 20 movies inside this DVD box. So there's four discs four with discs. five films yeah, on I it. Think so. I think that's it. That's it. And I, I believe it's over 40 hours of film on this. And it is kind of crazy too, because The films aren't all that long. I think the longest one is two hours. I think it's like 90 something minutes. Oh, okay. Like they're not. The shortest ones are the top two at 24 minutes each. And then everything else is like an hour and 20 to an hour and a half. 90 minutes. Yeah. Okay. So that's actually a pretty good um, run of films then. 98 minutes. Because it's kind of crazy. Like thinking back to other films that we have done that are two hours long. And you just feel how long they are. And you're wondering, how has this not been cut shorter? All the money in the world. Sorry, (laughs) great movie, but... Yeah, definitely some things that could have been taken out. Yeah. I have some facts. Okay. If you want to hear those. Yeah. So Alfred Hitchcock regards this as one of his favorite films that he has made. And I don't know why. I would like to know why. But also, it's not fair of us to judge that statement because we haven't seen no no but i also wonder like did he have fun making it working with the people like yeah like location yeah yeah i would like to know why yeah i i understand that this was his first follow-up to his first international success which was the man who knew too much and this film was just as as six oh my gosh this film was just as successful establishing himself as a box office draw This film was also very important to be pushed internationally because previously everything kind of stayed within uh, the UK. And the reason why they hired the actors and were doing this was they were drawing Hollywood specific actors that when they came over to America, they were recognizable. Yeah. And by sounds of it, it was successful. I looked up box office stats it's next to impossible to find anything. There's like mm-hmm. contradictory because on IMDb, it says that it costs 50,000 pounds to film. But then on Wikipedia, it's $60,000. I don't know what the exchange rate would be then. Like right now, that would not line up at all. And then the box office, it says that it made 51,000. So I'm like, is it a loss? Is it not? It's tough because it's the Great Depression as well. So like, obviously... Film is not a priority for people. I don't know what film ticket sales are necessarily yeah. like. So I'm going to take all of that information with a grain of salt and just let the film speak for itself. itself. And I'm assuming it was successful based on the things that you kind of read about it. It seemed like it was. It's it well was, liked yeah, it was amongst yeah. lots of people that have like good favoring opinion. Like yeah. apparently George Orwell. This is one of his favorite Hitchcock films. Again, I don't understand. This makes me want to read the book this is based on because maybe there's something more to it that I just didn't get. 
Well, apparently the film was very, very loosely based on the film. By the sounds of it, like the ending is completely different. And Hitchcock has specific themes that he likes to play Mm -hmm. and he has specific tropes and it's in this film. So I'm like, well, I can't recognize that because I've never been exposed. So it's going to be interesting going through the other 19 films and seeing what else was reused Mm -hmm. or kind of played with in different sort of elements. So when they were doing the handcuff scene, which I kind of think is funny about this fact, Alfred Hitchcock handcuffed them together before like starting the day and claimed that he actually lost the key and forced them to kind of get into character and just be so exhausted with each other, like dragging each other around. Yeah. Like, (laughs) so He was basically getting them in a state of mind of like, this is what's happening to you. You're stuck with each other and whatnot. And I think it is a fun way of getting them in their character. And it was successful because like the scene of them in the hotel room, you could tell that they're just like over it, over it. They don't want to be a part of each other. Yeah. I also mentioned that the screenplay is loosely based on the novel from the 39 Steps by John Buchan. And that was published in 1915. So 15, 30, 20, 20 years prior to the film being released. Okay. This was his 22nd movie. Mm-hmm. Man, he made a lot of movies. He did. And considering like how many more he made after this. Yeah. I have a geographical error that is in this film that doesn't. Oh, when they show the map or. Okay, so that the map is not real. Okay. So I looked up like where they were going and then it populates the answer to this film saying it's not a real place. And I was like, oh, okay, like I guess I don't know this place. And and, like, that's fine. The other thing is they are using Gallic for translation of places on the map and it's like old time. So that all made sense. So that's probably why I couldn't think of it or like, recognize where it was no it's the bridge so that giant bridge yeah okay so that bridge was built between 1882 and 1890 it's still standing today it's a train bridge okay it's one of the most complicated works of engineering craft craftsmanship it spans almost 2.5 kilometers so about a mile and a half and it's called the firth of fourth and it's just outside of edinburgh The problem with that bridge is it's north of Edinburgh. And when you are taking the Flying Scotsman from London to Edinburgh, you would never cross that bridge. And you just knew this fact? Or did you look this up? I know this fact. Yeah. And there, (laughs) it's funny because like I've been to Edinburgh four times, three times. I've seen this bridge. Like as soon as I saw this bridge, I knew knew what bridge this was. It's a specific rusty orange color. Oh, it's Iron Brew. There you go. I'm sorry. It was in black and white. I've seen this bridge before, (laughs) but I've only seen it in color. (laughs) Okay. So the fun fact whenever you're on a tour is the iron brew fact where it's a a soda drink of some sort that's orange that's orange and the the joke is that the color of the soda comes from the rust scrapings off of of the the bridge bridge. yeah (laughs) yes yeah so it's a quite sweet lovely drink though good soda i don't remember having it but i'm it's kind of it looks like orange crush sure, and kind of tastes like cream soda. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Flying Scotsman is a real train. Okay. Which I love that scene where he like gets out and like the look. Okay. Okay. When he's going through the train, all I could think was I wrote this in my notes and I just have Blue Moon Canyon. Oh, <laughs> yes. Because it's so old. But like the way that the doors open right onto the platform. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a train like that. Where you just stop and you get right off yeah. from your, your like living space in the carriage or like where your seats from the, yeah. Yeah. I've ne- I don't think I've ever seen that before. And it's not to say that I've taken so many trains that I would like know what that's like, but even through dad, like I feel as though. That'd be an interesting thing to ask him. 
Yeah, it must have existed. Oh, obviously it did. But, but I'm wondering if it's like specific. Yeah, he'd be able to tell you, I'm sure. Specific class of trains as yeah, well could yeah. be a thing. Location. Yeah. So the Flying Scotsman is a famous train that runs from London to Edinburgh. And it takes four hours. And it's something that is like was used by commuters. It left at Sorry, like... where it goes from where to where? Edinburgh to London. London, okay. And multiple... Uh, it's a commuter train that people use first thing in the morning. It goes from Edinburgh to London and then it transports you from London. And I think there's like a break in between. I think it's like a commuter train. So it's like getting people there for mid morning and then taking people back. Like it's like a commuter that train. That sounds awful. <laughs> it's like the, um, the train that takes you from east to west or like where we live or yeah. whatever. Like that's what it is from the top of the country down to the south. <laughs> so... The Flying Scotsman still exists. However, it's not that exact train. It's the name that still exists. Okay. Um, I just need to make that very clear. Because yeah. there's also steam-powered trains that still exist. And that one, I can't think of the name of it, but that is the one where you do the tour of um, the Glenfinian Viaduct. And that's the famous Harry Potter. Potter yeah. That's what and so say. that's the steam, steam train. train. Yeah. yeah. So that still does exist, but it's, it's not runs, the flying. Yeah. yeah uh, flying Scotsman. My final fact for this film. And you wouldn't know this as much as I know this, but they filmed on the West Highland way, which I have. I was, I was going to ask you, actually, I, I was going to ask you because we saw, I saw bits and pieces of it. Okay. So we have driven through this yeah, part, yeah. which is Glencoe. Yeah. And I have walked through this and the West Highland way is 92 or 95 miles from Glasgow to Fort William. It's this beautiful hike and you walk through Glencoe. And depending specific- on, sorry, depending on where you're from, hikes mean different things. It's a walk. It's a walk. It's not. There's uphill. There is uphill. There's hills. But it's nothing like what if you said we're going to go for a hike here in the Pacific North, Northwest. Much different than when you say you're going to go for a hike in. Well, yeah. I guess, yes, because like they in Scotland beg peaks. And so that's technically the same. Like when we say that we're going to go for a hike, we're technically saying we're going to go beg a peak. OK. Whereas, yeah, you are correct walking around it's like highland walking or walking yeah. would be us going to a flat park yeah like going for a trail walk <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so there are hills but on this like the west highland way you don't bag any peaks you stay within the valley you do so climb some elevation bit, yeah. uh and then kind of you maneuver around the peaks yeah. essentially this is a walk i'd love to do one day i really want to redo it oh my god yes yeah? okay I can't speak highly enough of this trail and this route and just how beautiful it is. And I think the most amazing thing is like you can camp if you so decide to, but there's tons of hostels, bed and breakfasts, like tons of options. Yeah, you stop along the way. And you're meeting with so many people and you're staying in little hotels or Airbnb, not Airbnb, sorry, it's not that, uh, bread and bread bed (laughs) breakfasts and everyone's talking about getting to their next like destination and having a pint and having their dinner like that's the excitement but you're filled with like a four-hour walk that's not overly strenuous like like again there's parts of it that are still a little harder but I just remember like we were at Bridge of Orkey and it's where this like train meets and like there's areas and specific places where the terrain all of a sudden differs and it's like beautiful. So bridge of Orkey, you cross the land and all of a sudden you're like, you're really into the highlands. You're no longer uh, near Loch Lomond and there's this river and there's these giant rocks and it was beautiful. And I fell asleep to like the water just like mm-hmm. rushing. Cause like we had only had to walk two hours cause it was a short distance that, that day. And there's just like specific memories of this where I'm like, this is so beautiful. I just. But you did this with Sheila. Yes. And Fiona. And Fiona. Yeah. There was three of us. And you did it all the way through. So we didn't start in Glasgow. We started at Loch Lomond. So I, I've only really missed 
a section of it that I would love to do, but um, the part where you start in Glasgow and get to the base of Loch Lomond, it's very city. That's what I was going to, I was like trying to think of when we were driving through all of that. Yeah. It's definitely very city. So you start in like, what's the best way to describe this? They're like public footpaths, but the same way of like, you know, where we parked to get to university and cut through the back of the school. Yeah. That's kind of the area that you're walking for quite a few miles. And so, and then like there's bits and pieces of farmland, but it's not until you like get to the last outer city limits that all of a sudden it it opens opens up. up. Yeah. Yeah. What, what did you do when you went for that walk? Was there a time that you went for a walk? Yeah. That was something else. No, that was what made me fall in love with like on that trail. Oh, we walked a section of it. Yeah. There was the six of us. Okay. That's what I thought. I knew, I know you'd done a, a section of it with, okay. Yeah, so that's where we started the second time that I had, like, done it all. There is, and it's funny because, like, it's very kind of crazy, but there is a race where you race it in the day. And (laughs) I would love to do that. I'd love to watch that, not do it. But I'm just like, I don't think my body could do 95 miles. Do you think Sheila's in condition to do it still? Oh, yeah. Sheila would do it? Okay. Sorry. I just forgot that was a thing I wanted to do. Yeah. So for this area specifically, because I'm quite familiar with it and I've done so many tours through this area, because I've been to Scotland four times now, I believe. And it's funny, after doing the West Highland Way, just like intersection and intersection of like coming back to this area. And every time I like I learn more, I'm like, okay, like this area has this Scottish history. So there is a lot of history. I'm not going to bombard everyone with like what this area specifically is. But like, if you take a tour, you'll find out about what happened. The McDonald's and the... Yes. I was, who's the other people? McDonald's and... So it's the Jacobites. Okay. So McDonald's had their clan that lived there and they kept all of their livestock in that area. And then the Jacobites went to war with them in um, the 1700s, I believe. Don't quote me on that. I didn't write down that date, but during that time, the Red Jackets. And so they were fighting against their territory. Yeah. Uh, if you would like more information on that, I highly recommend Outlander because <laughs> okay. that's a great TV show, but it's also not super specific and it's not to um, the McDonald clan. And uh, we have our heritage is Scottish heritage. And I know that from either side of our family, we have blood from each side of those those clans. Really? That's what dad said. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Granted, his father is adopted, so we don't really know. That's true. Um. But from like where they no grandpa, because our grandpa's not adopted. His grandfather, yeah, adopted? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Anyways, there is adoption in our our blood, so there is someone that's probably not Scottish. However, based on the last names, if you track them, mom's side versus dad's side. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So another thing that's like really famous when in there is um, there's the three sisters. And they all have lore according to like who they are and they're, they're specific peaks, but there's also waterfalls. I was trying to find out some of the lore, but it's really difficult to find when you're like Googling the three sisters peaks and they show you pictures, but then there's no lore. So I'm just like, not what you're looking for. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm going to leave this because like, it's not necessary to like what I, what gets discussed in this film, but I just like, it was really comforting and seeing all of this and being like oh my god they brought cameras out here <laughs> like holy shit and like the water that they're like tromping around through yeah i know and like the police officers like running through it or whoever's chasing after him i was like wow they really just like was like you're running through that go <laughs> yeah i was just like this is just so cool so this part of the film i really enjoyed and anytime they brought like them back out there i wish I wish so badly it was widescreen and in color. Yeah. Beautiful. But I understand why it's not. (laughs) I totally understand why it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Final fact is in 2011, someone wanted to do another screenplay of this. And that is now 11 years old. So I don't know how true it is. I didn't follow a wormhole to find out like if it actually was being taken off. I am kind of curious 
And I feel as though it would not be a thriller. It would be a comedy because this is kind of like a comedy of errors in some yes. sort rather than it being. It wasn't suspenseful. It wasn't a thriller. It wasn't yeah. really a mystery either. I was felt like there was a mystery and man, you get to the end and there's no mystery. <laughs> Accurate. No mystery at all. Uh, that kind of concludes my facts for this film. I know like there's other kind of like some little details, but nothing really that jumps off the page that I necessarily wanted to talk about. And I don't think that you had anything. No. Okay. Then we can jump into the film. Interesting part of this film is it starts with the credits. There's no credits at the end. It That's opens. how all films. I know it is. Yeah. But Wow. Because Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, yeah. I, the, the intros of old older movies are so much more elaborate than what we have now, except for very specific films. And the only one that comes to mind is like James, James Bond. So always have very elaborate opening scenes with like graphics and like they go through the main characters. Yeah, I like that because generally it sets like the music yep. sets a very specific tone. tone for the movie. Yeah. And like the sound of music comes to mind where, I mean, the sound of music, the music is great right, in it, yeah. but you're getting to see the hills, yeah. which she then sings about. And then like the town, which she also sings in. Like yes. there are specific things that set up about it. And I'm trying to think, does the Wizard of Oz? Probably. I, probably, I It's been. Yeah, I'm excited to watch that one. I can't think of the opening for The Wizard of Oz. But man, is the wizard there at the beginning? Yeah, they are at the beginning because it's just <laughs> a giant like screen shot essentially of like yeah. names. Yeah. Cool. So as we mentioned, the film is black and white and is full screen. No, widescreen. Sorry, my goodness. I wrote definitely not widescreen. So that's why I was like, <laughs> what? No, my bad. Can't read my own writing. Yeah, it's full screen. And we start at a music hall at a show. And Mr. Memory yeah. is performing and you just ask this man whatever question and he'll be able to give you an answer. And that's the only thing I picked up from this, except for the one question from our main character, Mr. Haney, yeah. who asked how far w Winnipeg and Montreal are. Yeah. But I didn't understand his question. All I heard was, did he just say, I knew he said Montreal. Did he say Winnipeg? <laughs> and then the, the gentleman's like, oh, we have a Canadian fellow. And I was like, okay, like, why why does that matter? Like, is he Canadian? Like, Yeah, I know. I was man, <laughs> confused. I was like, what part of his speech gave away that he was Canadian? Because I'm not hearing a <laughs> Canadian <laughs> accent. I'm hearing a 1930s <laughs> accent. Yeah. I also have a question. Mr. Memory, did you think that we would see him again? No. Really? Did you? Yes. Oh, okay. I knew the way that they entered him and built him up so okay. specifically. I was like, why do I feel as though he's kind of important, but we're supposed to forget about him? Well, yeah. I My my next note is I don't get any of these jokes. Yeah. Like, no. They would ask him a question, he would respond, and the crowd would laugh. And I'll be like, okay, that was funny. Don't know why. Did you watch with headphones? Nope. No subtitles. Do you feel like that was a mistake not watching with headphones? Um, I don't think I could get past the accent or like like the pace at which they talk. It's yeah, the inflections it's, and yeah, the nuances. Like I, it doesn't. Yeah, and I'm trying to think now. Were there people with British accents, or is it just like so? I don't know. There must have been. There wasn't, there was like somewhat Scottish accent. They weren't all that thick of a Scottish accent. Any case, a gun goes off and I'm like, whoa, wait, where, where did that come yeah, from? Yeah, a fight breaks off, gunshot, people run. And then now he's taking a woman home. Yeah. Cause she's just like, will you take me home? And he's like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, what? I'm sorry. What? what? And like, <laughs> she just goes to his house and then it's like weird in the sense of like she she's hiding from something or hiding from someone she like she walks in and immediately like runs up against a wall and is standing up against it and she's like flip the mirror over she's like yeah and then we need a different room if we're going to talk about this and they go to and phone's ringing and she's like don't answer that um i need to tell you something and then she's like there's men out on the corner yeah he looks out there are men on the corner yeah. i'm like well that could just be anyone and yeah. they're just like no it's like people that are after me Essentially, she says something about the 39 steps and that some man missing a part of his finger. 
Yeah. This is the only information I gathered. I didn't know. Who? What? She why? spoke so fast. Yes. I don't know why. And then the next thing you know, she's dead with a knife in her back and she's holding a piece of paper and the phone, phone is ringing again. Yeah. And he answered it. Correct? No, I don't think he did. No? Okay. He looks at the... He looks at the paper in her hand and it's a map. And this is where we see like the location circled. Yeah. And it's in Scotland. So he now knows he has to go to Scotland somehow. Yeah. And like, all we know is like, he's supposed to stop something. Yeah. Don't know what. Don't know who. Except for the man with like a missing pinky. Yeah. So I was just like, and like, it doesn't help either. I didn't know his name. No. And I'm just like, damn it. But here's my thing. And I might be the reason why they get away with this is they do the credits at the beginning. And maybe if you know the actor's name and they say, oh, that would help. But because we're not familiar with with any of these actors. No. That that probably makes sense because it's not until I felt as though three quarters of the way of the film, I was like, oh, okay, that's his name. I'm like, well, fuck, my notes are going to be confusing as hell. But I got Mr. Memory's name. Yeah, I did Right too. off the bat. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're Mr. Memory. He realizes he needs to kind of escape. Yeah, he comes downstairs. Oh, the like the flipping of the in and out of the building. That was kind of like creepy in a way of like, you're an in status and you're an out status. And like, you could lie to people. Like, why does it necessarily matter yeah. if you're in or out? Yeah. But yeah, he needs to leave. There's two gentlemen outside still looking for him and yeah. waiting for him to leave. The milkman shows up. So he pays him to put on, like just to switch his or take his uniform and switch clothes. Um, And so he can get out of the, the building. And then he ends up on a train. Which is the Flying Scotsman. They do a beautiful shot yeah. showing this specifically. Um, He's... I have a note, sorry, that there were some pretty train shots of like it moving. Oh, it moving through. Yeah. I was like, oh, we get a train. <laughs> um, but he's ends up in wherever he's sitting with these two other gentlemen who are reading the paper. So I'm like, how does news travel this fast? The, the, the paper's already printed and there's already been a murder. Did he just leave this morning? Who, who found the dead body in his house? I know. That he just left there. I, like how much time has necessarily passed? Like I, I completely agree with you. It's like okay, and these these men were kind of funny because one of them, I don't know, don't know what they were talking about, but I knew it was supposed to be funny because he's just pulling out women's undergarments and showing them off so from the luggage. I felt um, as though he was a bra salesman. That's what I thought to, so too. Was he was like, oh, and look at this, we have this new one that doesn't have any like straps. It's just this nice sleek fabric, and I was like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but then I was getting like weird vibes. I was like, wait, are they on the bad side? Because that other guy keeps looking at him funny. Yeah. But then it like this is where the black and white really hurt in a way, because I in some ways, if you don't have something distinct about you, you do look all the same. And so the one gentleman that kept staring at him, I was like, did he come up later in the film? And I'm like, I don't know. My memories kind of play tricks on me. Yes, I don't know if he came up later in the film, but essentially they stop. He looks like he's going to get off. And this is where you see the cool door that's right out of their cart onto on the platform. And then the train's going to move away. He yeah. hops back in. And then there are officers checking the cars. So he leaves where he's sitting and runs into a new place where this woman is sitting. He tries to kiss her make it look like they're busy and they're doing something so the police don't do anything. But she obviously isn't for it. Because her husband shows up. Yeah, and I don't have... Oh, yeah, He then he runs through the rest of the train. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because he then, well, he opens the, the door. The goes on the, around, yeah. Yeah, through, okay. And then he there's like a chase scene and then there he ends up like off the bridge but they didn't see that he like jumped off the bridge because there was no shot of them like breaking the train because when all of a sudden they were like searching it and then he was out i was like when did the train Train stop stop yeah but anyways he's hiding behind the column 
and he's, he's off the train. Yeah, they're all on the train. They can't see him. But prior to that, when the chasing is going on, he runs to the dining cart and did the server with all his dishes mm-hmm. managed to keep all of his cups on his tray with like five, five people with running. five people running through him and he's literally he dodges them twice and you see the cups on this tray shift from one side to the other and i was very impressed i think what i did enjoy about this film was watching other people acting around yeah. the main actors and seeing what was happening because you were as much as like you couldn't pick up on stuff i was like okay well there are other things that i can yeah um he ends up finding a home and talking to this man or the owner, the husband of this place. He's not really for him to stay, but he agrees and then shows him to the wife. The wife shows him where he can sleep for the night. They have an exchange of words. I have no idea what they talk about, but somehow he gains the wife's trust. Yeah. Cause like he sees that they have the newspaper. She's working on supper and that he's trying to steal it away from her. And then all of a sudden he's, he talks to her and yeah, she's on his side. I'm like, wait, how did that uh, yeah. happen? Like, when did that happen? Yeah. I also have a geographic note though. The fact that he like got off the fourth bridge and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden is like in the West Highland way that geographically is so inaccurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the husband leaves. So like they're sitting down for dinner and the husband feels like sus about yeah. uh, the gentleman staying with them. And the husband leaves to go lock up, lock up the barn, barn but in spies, spies on them instead. Yeah. yeah. And then I feel as though this is when he goes and gets the police in the meantime, because like they awaken to the police coming. I mean, yeah. And the wife warns mr haney and is like you need to go yeah and but then the husband thinks that she's cheating on him yeah and i just say wife is kind helps him leave gives him a new coat which is the husband's Husband's coat coat. and it's his best coat (laughs) Um, i have epic mountain chase scene which is the highland west highland yeah so chasing the highlands and then there's a plane that is shown and i was like what does this mean because we don't see it ever, ever again. again. It was just there. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Uh, so he shows the map and it's Altna Shelk is the made up place. Okay. I wrote it down because it was like, okay, like what is this? And then there's like more chasing that's happening. It's a water scene. They're like, he's diverting them and he like fools them. And I'm like, okay. Then all of a sudden he's at someone's door. Yeah, that's okay. And then I was like, now he's at a b- girl's birthday party. <laughs> Somehow he knew what house to go to because he knocks on the door. They let him in. Don't know why they let him in. Don't really know what he says to them. I couldn't figure that either. But he's just like, oh, it's 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 her birthday. But we'll we'll tell the guests to leave. Like, come say hi to them. And so he does. He comes in. He says hi to all the people. And then the family makes the 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 guests the party over. Leave. Yeah, leave. And then the the man, uh, the father of this person, talks to Mr. Haney in private. And this is when. I, all I wrote is Scotland man, missing finger. So this is the man that's missing his finger. Don't know why this was important. I know this was important earlier that this woman who died said, look out for the man with the missing finger, but I don't know why. Yeah. And also, meanwhile, this is happening. The police come to the door and they get turned away being like, no, no one's shown up. up. So yeah. like, it's just like, okay, like you kind of get tricked into thinking like, okay, he's safe Stay here. And then my next note is finger guy shoots him. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I guess not. <laughs> And he has a book that saves him. And somehow he's... I don't know how he got to the police station. Yeah, somehow he's no longer there. He's alive. And then he's being arrested. And then he escapes again. And then he's at a political event talking. Okay, so i quickly back you up, though. So the reason why he escapes the police officers is because, like, when he's telling his story, the police officer doesn't believe, believe him because that bad guy is his best friend. Oh, okay. I read that in Wikipedia article and that's how I got that information. And so then he felt as though like, I can't trust anyone. So he needs to leave. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And so that's why he gets out of there. Uh, There's a parade in town. So he's able to like walk and blend in. And then he like ends up being pulled off the street into into this like political rally that's going on and he's on the stage speaking yeah and i was like how did that happen like why did they think you were there and so 
he then gets called up, but he doesn't realize he gets called up. So then he goes up to make a speech. And I'm like, I think he makes a good speech because he gets the crowd on board. board with him. Yeah. But then the girl that he kissed in on the train is there and is trying to get him arrested. Yes. So they end up both. The police take both of them. Yeah. Because for some reason now they don't believe her. her? And then they hang, and then they, they run, get they hang, Yeah, they run into some sheep, and so they hop out of the car to clear the sheep, and the police officers hop out of the car. So they handcuff the two of them together, and then they escape together. He's he's basically well, he's like, well, you're stuck with me, so whatever we're doing, we're doing together. So let's go. Yeah, and so they're back in the Highlands. So it definitely takes place in like they're going back to see the bad guy, and so you're like, okay, he's clearly like the bad guy of some sort. And there's chasing of hiding under the bridge, going on top of the bridge, and then like running around and keeping up. And then they end up at a hotel. Yeah. And they book the last room and they basically he's saying He's tricking them into saying like, oh, like, you don't we, need to tell anyone. Yeah, we've here. like run away. We're madly in love. Like, yeah. Which and the innkeeper sh- wife, she's like, OK, sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> I loved her. I loved her character. Yeah, I did, too. And so then they're in the bedroom together and the um, woman brings them dinner. She's soaking wet, which, of course, we wouldn't be able to tell because it's black and white, but they're standing next to the fire to dry. Uh, yeah. And then they're like still handcuffed. And like there's a file. They're file. trying to file their way out. They end up laying in bed. He falls asleep while filing. She stays up, manages to slip her hand out and mm-hmm. tries to leave. And when she leaves, yeah. the two gentlemen that had arrested them are downstairs. Yeah. And the husband is like, Almost gives them away. The innkeeper husband. Yes. Yeah. And then the wife comes in and interrupts and says that you need to leave. Yeah. The, the bar is not open. We don't serve alcohol after this time. You need to go. Yeah. And then she's all proud. She's like, to, to her husband, the, these are the innkeepers, to her husband, she's like, what did she say? She's like, the lovely couple upstairs. Yeah. The, they're they're runaways. Yeah. Like, we need to protect them, essentially. And the guy was like, her husband's like, okay, sounds good. So then she then realizes, like, something is up and that she needs to stay with yeah, the guy. Yeah, quick change of heart. I know. And I was like, all right, we're already going back into the room. Yeah. And then, I mean, she sleeps on the couch. And steals the blanket and from see, him. Yeah. yeah. And then what happens after that? I'm trying to think. I, as much as I have my notes, I, like basically can do this film by memory. They wake up. Well, he wakes up. They talk. And then somehow they end up at a show where Mr. Memory is. Yeah, this is what I didn't understand. And let me just quickly read. Here's before. the real mystery of this movie is what is this movie about? I would love to know. So if anyone is listening and they could fill me in because somehow we end up okay hang on i missed something yes okay so this is before the two gentlemen leave the lobby they mention the 39 steps and i believe that haney had told her something about the 39 steps so that's where she clicked in someone is being picked up at the palladium in london at the london palladium okay and so this is when all of a sudden now they're in london at the mr Mr. Memory's show. Yes, that's what it is. To which he realizes, oh, Mr. Memory's here. I have a brilliant idea. I need to ask about the 39 steps. Yes. Because he'll know. He'll say it to the crowd. Yes. So he does. And when Mr. Memory's about to explain what the 39 steps is or are, who or what, he gets shot. Yeah. And I don't know why. Don't really know who. Don't really know what's going on. He gets dragged off a stage. He's dying in the back by a gunshot wound. And Mr. Haney's hovering over him and like, explain the 39 steps. And then he explains the 39 steps. I don't know what it was. Don't know what it was. Don't understand. And then he just dies. And then we fade out. And then the movie is over. And they hold hands at the end as if they're in love. And that's that's the end. I'd also want to say like, so apparently Mr. I have um, Mr. Memory is revealing the secrets he was to take out of the country. So I think like, Mr. Memory was meant to like he was the secret weapon that they were supposed to like capture and remove from the country. Okay. 
And yeah, that's that's the end of the film. And it ended and I was like, oh, is that it? That that was an hour and 20 minutes. Like, I'm very confused as to what I just saw. Talking about it a bit more, I'm like, okay, I think I grasp it a bit better, but there was a lot of huh and plot holes. All right, would we like to rate this story? Story, <laughs> this movie? Okay, story. One. You gave it a one. Sorry, I have no idea. No idea. I, I think that's fair. I gave it a three. Okay. We're, we're going to be really different from each other. I gave it a three because... I think that there was a story there. However, it just didn't translate. Didn't translate to due to 2022. Yeah. And due to the fact that I didn't have headphones on, I think if there were subtitles on, I really think there would have been something more to grasp than what we were kind of like quickly shown. Okay. I knew that we were going on an adventure. And we were trying to stop something from happening. Okay. But I'm not too sure what else. Music. Uh, music. I gave it a three out of five. I also gave it a three out of five. I think it was beautiful, but there wasn't a lot to it. Like, there isn't a lot of music in older films generally. No, but the places that they used it when there weren't people talking were, it was like, perfect. Yeah. Scenes and locations. I gave it a three. You gave it a three? Yeah. I rated it really high. I gave it a 4.5 out of 5 because... Your memories of everything you're seeing. Yeah. yeah. And I also think there were like specific tricks that were happening that I really liked. The overlay of like her, her talking... face over... Yeah, I was like, okay. Yeah, that happening. The fact that they went out into the West Highland Way and they were shooting live and it wasn't on a soundstage. And then as well as using... Like the whole scene where she was being weird in his apartment building and she was like, um, the way she was moving through the, like the room. Yeah. yeah. I thought like there was certain like direction with that. And then specific stylistic choices of the characters wearing specific outfits in order to recognize them a bit more. I also thought was really ingenious. And so I think I'm rating that so high as well, because this was on film. It's a max of one or two takes and then they're moving on. And so the, for the fact that they've captured all of this yeah. and been able to put something together, Heather, I yeah. was like, I'm very impressed. Overall score? 4.66. I'm a 7 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. Which so, is close to what INDB has, which is 7.6 out of 10. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't recommend this one to anyone unless they are an Alfred Hitchcock fan and for some reason they haven't seen this one. Or if you've read this book and you want to see his take on it. I wonder if you can even find the book. You'd have to like be in an antique vintage store of some sort. 1915? I doubt it's in print. True. It's not a war and peace. No. All right. Stays in the collection, leaves the collection. Okay, so I remember on protocol, I said, oh, we're oh, not going to we rate them. Yeah. I I feel bad about saying that now because, like, we have 20 of these to well, get Well, I'll tell through. you right now, protocol is staying. I love that movie. Okay, so that's what I figured. I was like, okay, we can answer the protocol question now because, like, protocol is going to stay. I, I now think, like, if we have a melded amount of DVDs or whatever, we should just answer it for the DVD if it was a standalone, let's say we own this for the sake of owning it on its own, would this stay in the collection? No. No. <laughs> no, I would never watch this again. No. Unless someone was going to sit down next to me and um, tell me what it's about as it's happening. I would love to see this. With subtitles? As a remake. A remake. Okay. Because I think it has the potential... To be a James Bond. Okay. Think of it as like, not like James Bond-esque, not James Bond specifically. Okay. But the way that he get a man like this, no name man gets wrapped up into something. And all of a sudden he has to go save the world. But the fact like the James Bond-esque part of like getting a woman on his side and all of a sudden them falling in love together, that's James Bond. Yeah. Okay. So 
I think, and then taking on something a bit more specific because like it was flight things that they were like, that was the part of the secret. And I'm just like, we don't really use that. So ours would be like bombs of some sort. Like that would like military bombs yeah. would be something that would be secretive or yeah. whatnot. Like picture Matthew McConaughey in Sahara. And this is him playing in this film <laughs> and he's on a train like, do you like yeah. there's specific yeah. things in this where I was like, okay, I could see this working in nowadays with something a little bit different with a bit more of a story to it. I would be interested in seeing this. So long as it they didn't turn into two hours, I I'd like an hour and a half tops. The standard 90 minute film. Yeah. Okay. I think it's time to bid adieu to this film and Pick another the next one. Okay. You can hit randomize when you are ready. Oh no, what is it? Battleship. Oh god. All I know is it has Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah. Have you seen it? I have okay. not seen Battleship. Okay. I remember <laughs> I remember seeing previews for it and being like, oh, that does not look good. But I'm also like, why, why did she buy this? How did this get in our collection? I hope it was cheap. I hope that's why mom bought it. I I don't. Uh, or it's like a two for ten dollar. Yeah, like I don't. Man, I have no idea why we own this. I've only ever seen the first hour of this and was like, hmm, OK. Oh, God, I'm not. I mean, it is what it is. It could have been a worse film. Wait until you see it. <laughs> um, yeah. OK, thank you for listening. As always, all of our information is in the show notes. If you wanted to follow us on any of those social medias. And until then, if you want to watch Battleship with us, that is the film that we're watching and we'll be discussing next week. Until then, have a great week. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.